Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Well, take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Luke chapter 6. And as you do this morning, I want to say that not only do I have the privilege of sharing the Word of God, and it is a privilege every week to be able to do that. But on this particular Sunday, I also bear a burden. And that burden is the fact that what I'm required to teach you today, to proclaim to you today, outpaces my actual living. And that becomes a burden. It's not that I disagree with anything that Jesus says in this passage, because I don't. What He has given us is absolute wonderful, and it is truth. But I became burdened about it as I was preparing for the message, because as I did, the degree to which my life is not complying with what Jesus is saying was just a little overwhelming. And to think that I've got to get up in front of a group of people and proclaim that, uh, I just had to confess up front. My life is nowhere even close to where (laughs) Jesus is leading us. But, you know, I guess that's all right because we're all a work in progress. Amen? And so we're all moving and growing. I I want to surrender to these things. I want them to become part of, of my everyday existence, and I'm trusting that they will. But I just wanted you to know up front, because my family, see, they're my families here. So my wife, my, my son, other people who know me well, they, they say, well, man, you're not living that. What are you proclaiming? Okay, I know. I know, sweetheart. Uh, but uh, thanks for letting me know. Appreciate that. Uh, but pray for me. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. As we look this morning at Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through, 27 through 36, it's in a broader uh, scope of, of information that we're given by Luke. In, in fact, Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 49 represents one sermon that Jesus gave. He gave it in the company of his, uh, of his apostles, his disciples, some onlookers um, who were gathered on a level spot, Luke says, After Jesus had come down from the mountain where he had prayed all night long, seeking the Father's uh, leadership and understanding about who among his disciples should be selected to become the twelve apostles. And the sermon uh, began, as we saw last week, with Jesus leveling with us, with him shooting straight with us. And he was shooting straight with us about um, who gets in. And who gets left out of the kingdom of God? From there, we find Jesus continuing to shoot straight. Today, he gives us the unvarnished truth about what it looks like to follow him. To follow him as a kingdom citizen. I want us to read the passage, and then we'll begin to unpack it today. Beginning with verse 27, Luke chapter 6. But I say to you who hear... Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from the one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. 
And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you'll be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. As we look at this, I'm reminded of what Luke uh, shared with us last week. Uh, that as Jesus began the message, his target audience, even though he was speaking to many other people, his target was his disciples. And we defined them last week as those who had heard his message, had begun to follow him, who were learning from him and were desiring to become like him. But what we find is that as this message continued on and began to unfold, we find him refining that target to a smaller group than just the ones who were there who would have been considered disciples. He refined his target audience by defining them this way. I'm speaking to those who would hear. I'm speaking to those who will be willing to listen. You know, it's not uncommon, it was not uncommon for Jesus to preface a truth or to end a teaching with the statement, He who has ears to hear. Let him hear. Unless we're deformed in some way, all of us have ears. Whether or not we use them to hear is a whole other issue, right? And that's what he's talking about there. It was his way of calling people to listen to and to comprehend the truth that he was giving them. And as we start today, I wonder, do we have ears to hear today what Jesus says to us in this passage? Continuing on, we find that there is a foundation that he offers right up front as it relates to everything he's about to say. And that foundation for this part of the sermon is love, specifically agape love. We ask the question, what is agape love? Well, here are some defining points. It is the love with which God loves us. It is the love of God. It is a love based on choice not on emotion or feeling or merit. It's a supernatural love. Therefore, it is completely impossible for humanity to express this love without the supernatural power of the Spirit of God. Finally, it is a commanded love for those who would follow after Jesus. Now, I say all that to you here this morning to say this, because I want to make sure you understand that everything Jesus is telling us in this passage that we just read together, the foundation of it, the power of it, the execution of it is rooted in agape love. The same kind of love that the Father has poured out upon us, the same kind of love He expects us to take in the overflow of what He is pouring on us and offer to those around us. Now, as we begin to get into the meat of this 
passage, the first thing that slaps me in the face as Jesus unfolds this teaching about agape love is that it is completely unnatural to my fallen nature. Completely unnatural. You know, when it comes to, uh, to those whom I consider enemies, and I really don't know that I consider many people, if any people really, my enemies, but when it comes to people that I would think about in that way, people who might hate me, people who might curse me, people who might hurt me, my natural inclination is to hate, to curse, and to hurt them back whether physically or emotionally. And I got a feeling I'm not the only one sailing in that boat, right? I mean, I think that's all of us. Our natural inclination is to go that way, which leads me then to truth point number one. Hating those who hate me, cursing those who curse me, hurting those who hurt me is as instinctual to my fallen nature as taking the next breath is to my physical body. It's instinctual. We don't have to work at it. We don't have to develop it. We don't have to be taught how to do it. It just comes natural. It is our natural default mode. And I want to make sure that we in here understand this. That in addition to that being our natural, instinctual default mode, when we come to faith in Christ, when we are born again by His Spirit, that instinct is not necessarily removed. And that's why Jesus teaches the kingdom way of love here. Because walking in its path is not obvious to us. What is obvious is retaliation. What is obvious is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth kind of thing. It's not obvious to walk in this way of kingdom love. It's it's unnatural to our unredeemed flesh. And so Jesus spells it out here so that we might know and that knowing we might submit to his supernatural power. And with his supernatural power, we may display the nature of the one who has redeemed us rather than the nature of the one who used to hold us in sin and death. Transformation what it's all about so loving your enemies doing good to those who hate you blessing those who curse you praying for those who hurt you jesus is the perfect model and if i had the time this morning i could just go over a situation over a situation where he modeled these very uh principles for us And so the fact that he modeled these for us and lived them out, uh, it becomes then very consistent for him to call us who follow him to do the very same thing. To daily surrender our old ways of the flesh to be crucified in Christ so that we can walk in the life-giving ways of the Spirit. Let those who have ears to hear this morning hear what our Lord is saying to his disciples. Well, if loving and doing good and blessing and praying for those who stand against us, if that is natural to us individually, then what we're about to see here in verses 29 through 30, we find that it is unconventional to us as a group. 
It's unconventional to to the group opinion of the world in general. That is to say that when we follow after Jesus in agape love, it does not go, it does go against our natural inclinations of the flesh. And it goes against the expected norms of humanity at large. I want to do a little test here today uh, as it relates to this very point, and I'm going to ask you, if you would, to participate. And I would ask those super saints among you, when I put my point up on the screen and ask you to pick one or the other, if you're one of the super saints who always does it right, don't tell us about it. Let the sinners of the rest of us point out where the group actually is, okay? Because there's always one or two super saints among us. I don't do that. Okay, great. We'll model it for the rest of us. Here we go. I'm going to put some points up on the screen, and I want you to tell me what the group think is in relationship to that. First, when we are assaulted, what does the group think? Retaliate or absorb the offense? Tell me. Now, you're saying that because you really believe that, right? Because you know it's true. You know, I didn't lead you into that, right? Well, I did, but anyway. When demands are made upon us, what is the group think? To do the minimum required or to say, oh, a demand has been made on me. I'll just, I'll just volunteer to go the extra mile. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.